Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture slap each other high five and go for some ice cream that was made in a bathtub. Welcome back to a very special youth camp episode. We're back in the great city of Waimama, the sprawling metropolis on the west coast of Florida, and we're here at uh, Florida Youth Camp, and I'm surrounded with a couple of my good youth camp buddies. This is a tradition on the Nerd of Godcast, so we are excited to get right into it tonight. Sitting on my right, uh, faithful as ever, often imitated and never duplicated, it is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stuck in a couch. I'm, like, I'm in this couch. Oh. Yes, if you've seen a fold-out couch, this is a fold-in couch. <laughs> and in it, it's got a creamy center called Neff. <laughs> Giggling like the uh, the icon that he is, he is the pastor of disaster from Lakeland, Florida. Justin, by God, Stewart. What up? What up? What's going on, PJ? Thanks for having me. Of course, anytime. And moving around the table, it is one of our favorites and a frequent guest on the Nerd of Godcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know them for sure. Uh, no longer from the city of Frostproof. <laughs> But ever the pastor mayor, will you please welcome Rodney and his lovely bride, Lindsay Cannon. Hello. Woo. Uh, did you bring any corn dogs as an offering tonight? I swallowed them all. Many, many, many corn dogs. Many, 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 many corn dogs. You know, when they left Frostproof, the, the actual, when their family left, the, the population went, was cut in half. So, t- so you <laughs> left Frostproof for what reason? Did you finally just get sick of the, the smell of citrus or what happened? Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're we're going to edit that out. We don't talk about certain things. <laughs> Do you think that anybody in Frostproof is listening to this podcast right now? Yeah. I think that you took the entirety of our subscribers from when you moved. <laughs> I, think, I think he took the only computer from Frostproof. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, scooching around this squared circle right here in brightest day, in blackest night, watch out for Lloyd's light. Mm. It is... Lloyd Smith, by golly. What's up? Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you back. I'm going to do my best this time to not make it the Everybody versus Lloyd show. It's totally going to become that. I know, yeah. but... <laughs> I literally was walking to this house recording, thinking to myself, man up, Lloyd. They're going to come it's at coming you. It's coming at you. They're coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> it started before you even got in here. We wouldn't let him in. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that knocking at your door? It's Lloyd. Um, <laughs> And actually, somebody's ringing that bell. Um, And then to finish out our panel tonight, we have a new guest for the Nerd of Godcast from the holy city of Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, Originally from Cleveland? No, 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 Ohio. Ohio. Cincinnati. Just as bad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome our camp speaker, Adam Bayard. Hey, my Nerd of God. People, yes, friends. That is their what preferred. Their preferred nomenclature is the Nerd of God people. <laughs> nerd of God casters. What up, what up? This is going swimmingly. Uh, yeah, the best way. <laughs> Going to be here all night. <laughs> the best thing that you can let us do. <laughs> the best thing you can do is let us know what you like to be called. You can do that by connecting with us across all the social medias. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at 
Nerd of Godcast. You can also visit our website at nerdofgodcast.com or email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. You can also call us on our hotline at 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. That's 760-664-2278. And most importantly, Neff... Where can they hang out with us on Facebook, man? Uh, oh, uh, the Nerd of God Squad. That's page. right. You can check us out. The Nerd of God Squad is our new members-only group. Send us a, a request, and we will let you in the door. We are very indiscriminate when it comes yeah. to who we <laughs> want to hang out with us. Extra exclusive, but all inclusive. <laughs> extra exclusive, but all name pending. <laughs> name pending. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, come check us. Actually, it's really really awesome because uh, we've got a great community there, and they've been sharing a lot of memes uh, and and a lot of questions and conversations happening there. It's, it's my new favorite place to hang out on the internet. So uh, hang out with us on our Facebook page, Nerd of God Squad. Uh, so tonight we're talking about words. You guys want to play a game? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's get, let's get started. Every one of you guys have in front of you a dry erase board, and we're going to play a game called Blank Slate. Uh, blank slate works like this. What we're going to do is we're going to pick one of us, and I think uh, we're going to have our special guest. Yeah. Adam. All right. Uh, you're going to go first. So what we're going to do is we're going to come up with a word <coughs> with a blank in it, and you're going to to fill in the blank. Okay. And then everyone around the table is going to try to answer it the way that you answer it. For instance, if I were to say blank blank, you might say blank uh, paper or uh, blank slate, and then people will have to guess whatever it is that you come up with. So you're the one who holds the right answer in your hands. So everybody get ready and try to read Adam's mind. Here we go. Body blank. Body blank. So everybody's going to write down what they think the second part of that is. And, do I, and I write it down. And you write it down okay. too, and everyone's got to match you. So no no looky-loose. No copy. Is this like... Um, Categories where if you two people have it, you don't get a point. No, if you get it, you get a point. If somebody else gets it, you also get a point. As long as he's the second person. Everybody wins. Yay. It's possible for everybody to win in what we would consider the rarest moment. I'm I'm banking that one of my people listening right now know what I'm going to be saying right now on this on this uh, slate. Hopefully, they've seen. Well, I can't say what I. No, I don't say yet. Is everyone in writing? <laughs> yes. All right, then you can absolutely can say it. Can I? Well, well, let's all let's go around the circle and see your answer. So, Justin, you go first, and we'll swing around this way. Piercing. Body piercing. Oh. Body language. Body board. Body slam. Body slam. High five. <laughs> Body shots. Body oh shots. Oh my god! <laughs> what is this? <laughs> We're. Christ culture and nerd culture <laughs> collide, come together, <laughs> fight for body shots. Obviously, it's been wait, a wait, long, wait. long week put, camp. If you put of Christ on there, <laughs> body shots of Christ. All right, no, <laughs> just, just body of Christ. So let's, oh. see, let's see what we got, Adam. <laughs> I put bodyguard. Bodyguard. Oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Shout out to a We're great movie. About exciting communion. Whitney, I love you. All right. Exciting communion. She's body dead. shots of Christ. She can't hear you. She can't hear me. But Kevin Costner. So what is a body shot? Yeah. Justin, your turn. <laughs> it's when it's like when the, the boxer really, punches the him in the stomach. That's, right. that's, that's a right. body yeah, shot. Right. I, I have played Mike Tyson's punch out. I am familiar with, with a body shot. With a body shot. That's, how, that's the only way you can beat King Hippo. Uh, all right, Justin, you are up. <laughs> okay. You are box blank. Box blank. Everybody's taking a moment to consider their options here. And Justin has his answer. Does everyone else have their answers? All right, we will start <coughs> with Rodney. I have boxers. Boxers. Oh. That's an acceptable answer. <laughs> Is it? 
Is this <laughs> not Why not? Why not? Okay, okay. Why not? Lindsay? Box cutter. Box cutter? I put box lunch. Box car. Nice. Box office. Oh, Ooh. very good. Box car. Box car. Double the box car. What you got? Hey. Box cutter. Oh. Oh, that's a point for Lindsay. Anybody that will accept a tattoo with a sharpie from me didn't <laughs> get my answer. It's still on my leg. All right. Oh, <laughs> Rodney, your word is baked blank. Baked blank. Now, you know, he could go for some obvious, you know, kind of layup, but he might also want to go for something that's a little harder. You were trying to place one in my mind there. I don't have those sort of psychic powers. The Vulcan mind meld is not one of my spiritual gifts. Everybody has your answer? Yes. All right, pins down. Uh, let's start with Lindsay. Potato. Baked potato. Mm, I feel nice. like that's the only good answer. Yeah, I, everybody is. else... That's it. That's right. You didn't write baked potato, even if that's not what he chose. You're wrong. Um, I put baked Alaska. Wow. What is that? I don't. It's a dessert. It's like baked ice cream. I think they. It's put, a. It's oh, a, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Sounds like what you do. They light it on fire. Sounds like what 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 young adults do in Alaska to yeah. like pastime An activity. Yeah, that's how they see the aurora borealis. <laughs> aurora borealis. All right, Neff. What do you got? Baked beans. Nice. Ooh. Beans. Baked beans. beans. Potato. Baked potato and baked nice. goods. <laughs> baked chicken. Baked chicken. I almost chicken. All right. Uh, health blank, Lindsay. Health blank. Oh, Adam, you struggling over yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do what you did. All right. So done. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I'll go I know first. What that is. I wrote health nut. Health oh, nut. Okay. Why, why is nothing called nut? I put health food. Health food. And drew a sad face. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and his mouth is humongous. Theater of the mind. <laughs> Lindsay started playing a health check. Health check. Oh. Healthy? Healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you did it! <laughs> Healthcare. Healthcare, nice. Healthcare. Healthcare, Lindsay? Healthcare. 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 Three way high five. All right, this will be me. Uh, Country blank. Country blank. One word? One word. Uh, Two words. Country blank. Okay, fair enough. Can I make two words? One word. You can do whatever you like. I think I got this one. Feel it. I saw that. I can see the reflection in your eyes. Do you get more points for illustration? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, dude. Can I just mark out my nose? Apparently not, because I didn't get one. I get the right answer. Was, I was basically you, Mozart. You, you, said to, a bunch you, you have to get the right <laughs> answer. All right. I feel very uninspired. I feel like my answer is going to be a very uh, poor answer. You guys all seem so like, ooh, I have something. And I'm like, really? Mine, oh, no. My, my real answer is pretty lame. Mine probably sucks. Mine's really good. Okay. All right, really so we'll start, we'll start with Neff. Uh, you can you don't have to draw. It's an audio podcast. Theater of the mind. Neff. Uh, Country Bears starring Hollywood Sweetheart Christopher Walken. Country Bears. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and and the, the, the career of the late Haley Joel Osment, right? The late? Well, his career. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why did Ouch. they take him out? Ouch! Country song. Country song. Oh, he's going like a easy one. 
I did country music, but I also added the uh, with a spur, a boot, a boot and a spur. a spur, a boot and a spur. Oh, that's what that is. Them up bottom jeans. I thought that was Florida. Boots with the spur. Boots with the spur. Is that what it is? It's boots with, boots with the spur. It's boots with the spur. It's boots. We're gonna take a poll right we now. We got them bamboo If you're green, listening, boots with the spur. If you think it's spur or fur, you can email. You can reach Adam on his Instagram. Oh, you can be his 13th follower. <laughs> boots with the spurs. Is it not boots with it's the spurs? No, it's fur. Like fur, yeah. Like, like a fur, like a clean one. She had the whole club looking at Country her. kitchen. That's very good, no. Uh, music. Country yeah. music. Country roads. Country roads. Take me home. I got country western. Sorry. Oh, I'm wait, so sorry. You are, you are so. I know. You are, I'm, you I'm ashamed so of myself. Simple. Are you Neff. sure it's not Country Bears? Sorry. I either wanted I to say Country Bears Jamboree or Country what's, Bears. What's, what's, I know. What's that that I was going to say Country Town Limited. Ooh, good oh, answer. Neff, your word is name blank. Name blank. I literally just watched right your letter. I can read. I can read movement. I know what you wrote. It's boots Stop. with the spurs. No, it's not. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I'll never not hear that. The next time I'm in a place, and I can't imagine when I'll be in a place where that song comes on, but the next, you're gonna think next, of that. Time, next time I'm in order the unlimited apps at TGI's. Look at them bottom jeans, boots with the spur. That's what's going to happen. And I'm going to think of you, Adam. I'm gonna think of you. Alright, what do you got? Let's start with Lloyd. Name blank. Name drop. Name drop. I don't know what that even means. Name card. Is that a thing? Name name drop? Name I do I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah like drop a name. No, I mean like name card. Wait. No. no. A name no, card. That's a fake thing. Name card? Yeah. Excuse me, can I can I get a name card? So uh Name calling. Good answer. Oh. Name tag. That's what I meant. Name safe. I also got name tag. Neff. It was the Neff answer. Name pending. Name pending. Of course it was. Because that, you know what? I'd be mad at you, but that's the right answer yeah, for you. And then I guess this is our last round. We're going to Lloyd. Uh-huh. Lloyd, what? guess blank. Guess blank. We have the research department going over there. Actual correct word from is, is boots with the fur. Fur. Boots with the fur. Still pending, by the way. <laughs> Bonus points, though, for creativity. <laughs> that is our judge, uh, Brandon Ellington. Hello. Is that that, that was a name drop. Full name. No, this is a name drop. He attends Tony Stewart's church. Who? Tony Stewart. The NASCAR driver. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I guess we'll start with Brother Baird. Jeans? All right, guess jeans. Is that what? Who is it? Yes. You did? Finally. I just guess all jeans? All of you? Guess jeans? All of you. Guess I who? Guess who? Guess who? Guess who? Hey! Oh! That, that was actually the best ending ever. It was, it was split. It was literally it split. It was split. <laughs> Somebody was going home sad there, and this has been... 
blank slate on the Nerd of God. That was fun. That was fun. Oh, I like that. Yes. That was fun. I like blank slate. Oh, one just, round of it. Just throw, awesome. all, throw all your, your slates and your pens back at Neff, and he's going to hook you guys up. Ah, ah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, don't, you don't actually have to throw them. And that was, oh, yeah, that's the bag. I'm being buried. And that was trash. Somebody's throwing their trash he's in there. He's being buried. <laughs> It's pandemonium. I'm just through trash. I'm on pillow from being buried in this town. He looks like the trash heap from Fraggle Rock. What's the going trash heap has spoken. All right. Uh, so, so sorry. I know being being having trash thrown at you is is probably the worst. Uh, which segues like me. That's never been trash. Segues oh. us into uh, this this uh, this season's best thing ever, which is the worst thing ever. <laughs> Worst thing ever tonight, it's a bracket system that we do. And every week we vote on another matchup. It's kind of like March Madness, only we do it with like fantasy and nerdy stuff. And this season we're doing the worst superhero movies ever. Uh, you can vote for that on our website at nerdofgodcast.com. And uh, last week our matchup... Uh, did you participate in this, Lloyd? I believe so. The, the matchup last week was... Um, it was the, the Hulk, the 2003 Hulk movie, Eric Bana... Um, was in contention with Ghost Rider. Yes, I didn't do this one. And uh, it was, it was. I was curious to see how people could because this goes back to some people have their favorite movies. Now, Neff, you you said both of these are your guilty pleasure movies. I love these are my fa- these are my guilty pleasure Marvel movies. And they're sure. both terrible. Yes, I mean you can awful. acknowledge they're they're god awful. No, absolutely. Well, uh, it looks like uh, they as god awful as they were. Seventy two percent of the people thought that Hulk was more. Uh, was better than Ghost Rider, so Ghost Rider is is cut, uh, and Hulk moves on as as the, I guess so. They think Ghost Rider was Ghost better, better was, better, was better than Hulk. Really? You, you just lost the whole bracket. I like. Well, him. no, that's because Nicolas Cage is like full on Nicolas Cage. In yeah, yeah, if Nicolas, now, you're, you're talking about the not the uh, Edward Norton. Hulk. No, no, no. no. The, the Eric the, Bana Hulk was was considered to be worse yes. than the, the okay. Nicolas Cage and ghost. I Good. And I agree. Good clarity there. All right. Clarity. So, yeah, so moving on as the worst movie is The Hulk. Uh, and it's going to go on and face the winner, loser, the, the worst of the two tonight. Uh, and, and we have Ben Affleck as Daredevil Ooh. versus Ben Affleck as Batman in Batman versus Superman. Oh, gosh. So two movies that... Could have been great. I think Batman vs. Superman had higher hopes that it was going to be something special, and it fell from glory. Uh, Daredevil <laughs> was probably more the victim of its era of just ho hum superhero movies. I, I'm like I'm like Neff with uh, Green Lantern on on that one. That's my guilty pleasure. Is Daredevil? Daredevil is the Daredevil director's cut is one of my favorite. Not wait, great. Wait, can we wait? Jennifer Garner. It has a whole lot to do with Jennifer Garner and the uh, Evanescent song when she like goes yes. all bad woman. And wake me up! Wake me up! It's I can't yes. wake up! Yes. It's a guilty pleasure. I don't like the Green Lantern movie. Yes, you do. I don't like it. It's garbage. But I you still, it. but you still kind of like it. <laughs> well, I, I own it. I have to own it. It's good. Do you ever watch it and just hope that it, like this time, this time it'll be good? Maybe he won't turn into a giant. Uh, can't say that on, like, on the radio. Can't. No, no. Uh, so yeah. So. <laughs> no, see, but that's how I am with with Daredevil. It's it's like I love it and hate it because so, okay. Batman versus V Superman should have been the best superhero movie. Ever. It should have been. It should have made us no, not care about Civil War. That movie should have dethroned Marvel forever. Forever. The fact that it dropped the ball so hard that it almost derailed automatically. 
makes it worse than Daredevil. I don't think there's any going forward once Michael Keaton was Batman at the very original. That's the greatest Batman of all time. Why are you looking at me? No, no, no. Like that? This is this is a conversation well, wait, that they have wait, had have more than never, once. Have no, you no. ever seen the Dark Knight trilogy? I see, yeah, and I still think that Michael you Keaton was the greatest Batman. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen you let him on our show. I don't You're think I don't think he's out of line. I don't think I can't a, be out of line. <laughs> You're not out of line, but you're really close. Uh, you want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts! I love that part! So much force. So, okay, so I want you to imagine a universe where timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, uh, Christian Bale is not a thing, alright? So Christopher Nolan is making the Dark Knight trilogy, and Michael Keaton is cast. And say we'll say it's Michael Keaton in his 89 <clears throat> prime. Michael Keaton is cast in the Dark Knight trilogy. Could he pull it off? Could he be a good, convincing Batman in those movies? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. He's, he's the only one out of the rest of them that could. He pulls off Bruce Wayne and Batman the best that I've ever seen. He was able to embody the... This is Doubtfire in all of us, where he's two people, but can and go back and forth. <laughs> is that a good connection? Is that a bad connection? <laughs> Now I want to see Robin Williams as Batman. <laughs> Robin Williams. Maybe that was a bad metaphor. <laughs> no, Terrible. no, no. Oh, no. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams. He's he he right to the extent because, like, okay, Val Kilmer, I thought, did a really good job portraying Bruce Wayne, but he was terrible Batman. George Clooney was terrible at both. Yeah. Knock him off. <laughs> Christian Bale did extremely good as Bruce Wayne. But he literally just sounded like he'd been smoking for 20 years as Batman. It was just perfect. It was that kind much. of stuff. It was way over the line. Ben Affleck looked like Batman after he had been fired from the Justice League and went on depression and medication <laughs> and psychiatric treatment. Hello, for three darkness. Years. Yeah. And so, I under that stance, 100%, he's the only one that was able to pull off both at the same time. George George Clooney, George Clooney. I think it was be- maybe it was because of the, the era that it was made in, but. If you take George Clooney and Laura Croft, not when she's out, you know, doing her archaeological gallivanting, whipping and stuff, right? But when she's at her when she's at her mansion, right? That's how I feel the Bruce Wayne in that in, in that in, in those movies with with him. He look he's like the Laura Croft of of Batman, hmm. like just the rich the rich pretty girl. And, you know, in his in his home, and I think even when he was in his bat suit, it's like that. Yeah, well, you had some real high praise for Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, and I can't go there because anytime I see him as Bruce Wayne, it's American Psycho. Ah, oh. I'm not familiar with that R-rated movie. But can we can we also <laughs> just just for the sake of argument, because I think he's hilarious, Will Arnett. Lego As Lego Batman, Batman. Yes. it's great. <laughs> if we're bringing in voices, there's only one Batman. And it's Kevin, Kevin Conroy, Conroy. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so imagine the world where they made Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, but they made it in 1989 with Christopher Reeve, Michael Keaton, and Linda Carter. Greatest movie. I, of I prefer all time. the. It would be the greatest movie of all I time. I prefer the Batman versus Superman movie from 1994, which is with Nicolas Cage as Superman. But I w- even, this will be Neff's last time on the show. Even yeah. In, yeah, <laughs> but even in Batman vs Superman, which was just a tremendous letdown. Okay, the introduction of Wonder Woman was awesome. That was pretty true because cool. Gal Gadot is amazing. Yeah, I do have a confession. I haven't seen that movie. Oh. Yeah. So I spoke out of turn when I Wait, said, <laughs> "Have you seen Step Brothers?" Yes. Same movie. Same movie. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Drum set and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what, if, what if it was? What if it was? What if? Never mind. I was gonna go. Christopher Reeve 
post 1995. <laughs> <laughs> it is a legitimate thing. It got thing. dark really quick. <laughs> Alright, well you can vote for this at nerdgodcast.com. Let us know which movie you think is the worst thing ever. Uh, ever. <laughs> Lex Luthor emailed the Justice League in that movie. Like, you just had video clips that he was saving with their logos. Like, he was like, oh, yeah. And he was just emailing out. That's a terrible film. The, hey, the, bo- the bottom line is that people look for, what you said before, about such high expectations. Remember, people were really looking forward to that movie since I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah, since the poster oh, yeah. shows up on the building on I Am Legend, and, and it was pointed out like it was some prophetic thing. It just it perfect was marketing. It, it was, was on a poster. It was on a side of a building in downtown yeah. New York City. Uh, the poster was, and it was years before. How many years was it before it came out? Oh that yeah, was, many many years. Like, was that a nerd of God? It was. Cast? Seven, it was seven, mid, like many years, like small years. No, no, no. seven or eight. No. It was because if we get it wrong, people throw rocks at us. We're not a fan of that. <laughs> So I think the let I think the letdown was oh snap it was look the letdown with Ben Affleck was the, the amount of pressure that was put on it you know but as far as the movies are concerned I, I think I think Daredevil was worse come on worse acting yeah that's it that's it it really was I think it was worse acting in in Daredevil I enjoyed even though even though it was a, a letdown from the hype I enjoyed Batman vs Superman better than I did Daredevil. Good deal. All right, so we're going to play a game now called ADD Debaters. All right, so this is a game where we're going to have Pastor, win this one. Pastor Justin, <laughs> Pastor Justin, and ADD Debaters. I'm yes. a master at this game. Yeah, so we're going to have... Oh, my word. Oh, suck so oh bad. What's it God. called? ADD. <laughs> it's not... Oh, no, we're ADD. ADD Debaters. All right, so what we have is we're, we're going to throw uh, our special guests. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pastor Adam and Pastor Justin in the mix, and we're going to see if, with their ADD, they can uh, throw down with each other. I promise you, it will be better than Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I'm still peeking. I promise you, I'm still, I'm still peeking. I'm still peeking on Adderall right now. I'm 30 I, I milligrams least, of Adderall in right now. I got at least 15 left in me. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each of you guys a topic, and then you're going to have 30 seconds to debate this topic. You'll be able to make your opening statement for 30 <clears> seconds, <throat> one at a time, and then you'll have 30 seconds where you can openly debate one another together. Okay. Uh, and and uh, here's your topic. So what we'll do is we'll we'll go, uh, would you like to choose number one or number two, Adam? Don't do number two. Number one. Number <laughs> one it is. Um, all right, so you got 30 seconds on the clock, and the topic is which invention... Would be more important, you, Adam. Well, you'll be uh, you'll be debating for a device where you can see what other people see. Okay, Justin, you will be debating for a device where you can feel what other people feel, where you can see what other people see, where you can feel what other people feel. Opening statements, Adam, go. Oh my gosh! So I think that this device is the most important because. If you can see what someone else sees, you can agree on the same thing. So therefore, if you were to have the same perspective, right, that's what we're talking about, as mine, we would understand each other's perspectives. So therefore, in any area, no matter what it was, if I said that that couch was blue, even though it's brown, and you were like, I see that as brown, we would agree. And that's time right there. We're going to stop you right there, mid-word. Feeling what other people are feeling. Justin, 30 seconds and go. I think, first of all, that if we <clears throat> are supposed to love one another, whether we are in a whether we are in a spiritual format or not, 
the world would be a better place. So knowing what you feel, sometimes what someone feels is not really what their actions are, what their look is, or their outlook on something, or even what they see. Oh, wow. Therefore, oh, wow. I fear if they use that word, it'd be better. Therefore, knowing what they feel would, would give a better reaction of how I feel to help them better with their feelings. And that's time. So how do you... All right, so now we're going to give you guys 30 seconds to just openly debate one another. You may retort, you may respond, and you may go. At the same time... Go. I don't concur. I don't concur. I don't concur Therefore. I don't see what you're saying. Therefore. Do you feel what I'm feeling? Let's hug it out. What happened? I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I think when you see and feel the same... I think uh, I think that's is that the sloppy wet kiss that he talks about? I think it is. I think that's when heaven meets earth. That was John Mark McMillan. That right. That's the sloppy wet kiss. <laughs> I think it is. And that's time right there. Right. <laughs> and this is what happens when you have two guys with ADD. <laughs> 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 so like, that's what he said. When he said same time, I was like, don't they stop you from doing that in a debate? Oh no, this is where the, the money Did is we right here. Did a worship song? <laughs> It did. So is it, it like did. you can the device can project what you see for somebody else to be able to see? Know, or, and you feel that. because there's there's been times when like I have to poop and I want someone else to know the urgency so they'll shut up. That's true. No, I want not, to see what you're if it's seeing. the opposite if it's the opposite direction, there's times where I'm in the urinal or I'm somewhere changing. I don't want I don't want them to see. That's why I'm saying I'm debating against that. I was a little metaphorical though. Although I don't want them to know I'm feeling what they see. All right. Well, we're going to slide over because I think you guys just you became best friends like Batman and Superman. <laughs> so we said it was going to be better. We're going to shift over to your alternates here, and we're going to let Lloyd and Rodney debate one another. Oh, here we go. All right. So <laughs> this is, is going to get real, Lloyd. real spiritual, real quick to the left over here. Well, since uh, <laughs> yeah, to the right, it's going to get extremely political. <laughs> political versus spiritual. Gosh, yes. Uh, so debate round two. Lloyd versus Rodney. Rodney, pick one or two. You looked at me and said one. Two. Two. Okay. Lloyd, you will have 30 seconds to debate. In the affirmative, you will be debating that pizza is an open-faced sandwich. You'll be saying that pizza is not an open-faced sandwich. Lloyd, 30 seconds and go. Simple. If you fold a pizza over, it becomes a calzone, and a calzone is always listed under like the sandwich and stuff in the Italian restaurants, so therefore open it up. It's an open face sandwich. Bottom line. Wow. You still have 15 seconds. Don't need it. No. <laughs> Don't I need it. Mic drop. <laughs> that is so much Thank truth. You. How are you going to debate that, I bro? Am nervous. You got something for that? How dare you debate like Trump? Two seconds left. Wrong. And that's time. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Okay. You're wrong. You're wrong. Pizza man. is not an open face sandwich, Rodney. And go. There's no way that pizza is an open face sandwich. Pizza folded over in half is a calzone. Calzone is Italian food. It's not a sandwich. Have you ever studied pizza? It's, it, pizza is its own food group. It has all the different things. You know, you got the crust category. You got the different things. It is not a sandwich. There's no way you open up a pizza. You lay open the pizza. It's a pizza. It's a pie. The closest thing is called a pizza pie. It's closer to a dessert than it is to a sandwich. How about that? Five, like five seconds left. left. Five seconds left. There's no way. Pizza, you, you, you got your, your meat, your veggies, and, and your sauce. Stop yelling at me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're, wrong. You're so wrong. And both of you have 30 seconds. Yeah. Open forum. Go. Loud. Well, for starters, pizza was not Italian food. It was invented in America. 
Secondly, um, the idea of the calzone. I didn't say pizza. I said a calzone's Italian food. No, no, no. You said pizza was a hey, calzone hey, was a pizza. Hey, There's no talking. shushing. Yeah. We're doing this at the same yeah, time. Now, look, when you fold it over, when you fold it over, that's a calzone. That is a sandwich by design. It's a pie. It is a sandwich. It's a pie. So all of a sudden, open it up. And that's time. All right, so we're going to turn to our, uh, our onlookers here, and we get to vote on who we think is the right person here. Is pizza an open-faced sandwich or not? So how many guys want to vote for Rodney? I, I can see I both, right? How many guys want to vote for Lloyd? I see both sides. <laughs> Why are you, I, I gotta split this. You gotta make it split. All right, so it's on Adam. It's on Adam. It's on you. It's, it's on Adam. It's on him. It's on Adam. It's, it's Lord Adam. Lord, what am I doing? Conviction in his voice. Okay, honestly, if we look at this scientifically, it's it's not an open face sandwich. It's not. Rodney takes the win. Congratulations, Pastor Mayor. He is a professional. You gotta, you gotta just know. Rodney literally was the mayor. And just so we're clear, the city I used to live in, I was the mayor. You were the mayor. It's not a sandwich. And just so we're clear, it's not a sandwich. I learned that on Parks and Rec. But you gave gave me what you gave me. You had to work with the cards you were dealt. You were the mayor. (laughs) Yeah, there was only like eight people in the town. Three thousand. Shut up. (laughs) How do you not open with that? Whenever you come, like, why do you not? He did. I did. I called the pastor mayor. I didn't know that. I called him Leslie Note for three years straight. I didn't know we had a political diplomat within within our, our reach right here. I could ask so many questions. Well, former political diplomats. That's, ahead of that's true. All right, let's let's go to our final round here. Well, we're going to let Neff and Lindsay debate. Uh, now, we're going to go ahead and give uh, Lindsay a choice. Do you want the before or the after debate? I'll take before. Before it is. All right, so we're going to go with a food rather than a plumbing question. Oh, this is my wheelhouse. Okay. Lindsay, one or two? One. One. Lindsay is now debating that Cheetos count as potato chips. Neff, you will be debating that Cheetos are not potato chips. Lindsay, you have 30 seconds on the clock and go. Well, they're packaged the same. They're in the same aisle. If you want to go to the store and find Cheetos, you're not going to look on the cheese aisle. You're going to look with the potato chips. Not really much more argument you need than that. 15 seconds left. Give him something more. Give him something. Come on. Drop something on Ask the bear. I got nothing. Ask the bear. I got nothing. That's all I needed. She seems really confident with her answer right there. Only taking half her time. And that is the uh, that's the time for Lindsay. Neff. Yeah. Cheetos are not potato chips. Go. No, Cheetos are not potato chips, okay? You can find them in the same aisle. It's just like you can find dog food in the same aisle. You find cat food. doesn't mean you feed your dog cat food or your cat dog food. It'll literally kill them. So if you try to call, if you try to call Cheetos potato chips, you could kill your children. It's basic math. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I just want you guys to know, if you vote for me, you're voting for not euthanizing children. So. <laughs> Here. You know, that makes about, about as much sense as anything that what has been debated in politics wow. over the past okay. three years. Alright, you guys got 30 seconds. Go at it. Have you ever had a cat or a dog? Because um, I have, whoa. they ate each other's food I, all the time. I did, but then I fed my cat them. dog food. <laughs> <laughs> and it just went downhill from there. There was, there was streaks across the house. 
of fluids I didn't know existed, but they happen. Cheetos are like the 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 cousin of the potato chip. It's it's like the you know the one that you don't talk about because he's a little too weird. He's a little funny looking and he talks a little slow, but he tastes great. Colored hair. Not the cousin. Don't talk. About, okay. That All right, that is not. Got a little weird there. I didn't argue with that. I was just enjoying listening to him. So, do we All right, let's take our vote. Are Cheetos potato chips? Who agrees with Lindsay that they are that they are potato chips? By, by the by, the name potato. By definition, they are not potato chips. What's, what are they made of? They're chips, they're but they're corn. not potato chips. They're made of corn. They're, they're corn cups. Oh, I know they're making their makeup of Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, Neff made I'm a better argument. I'm for you. Neff made the only. Argument. Quentin it Neff. was a extremely flawed. Quentin Neff, Mayor. The logic Lindsay, was, Lindsay, the logic was <laughs> terrible, but he believed it. Lindsay literally debated an agreement. Is what she did. It wasn't even an argument. It was a, an agreement. So Neff, what? Yeah, you're right. I do it for the kids. So who's, who's voting for Neff? Uh, I'm gonna vote for Neff. Yeah, I'll, I'll vote sure, for Lindsay. Anyway. I'll Lindsay, Lindsay just, just voted just, for Neff. Okay, just because she didn't even vote for herself. I'll vote for Lindsay is a vote for Neff. Neff, you are. <laughs> so I guess I voted for Neff. <laughs> you are the uh, you are the ADD debater of the Yay. night. Congratulations, Neff. I debate. You get seven points. What's this game called? It's called ADD debate. Oh, you got me, you dirty dog. All right, um. So we're we're pastors and we're ministers. So we we deal in words. That's our trade. Why do you think words have the power that they have in people's lives and over people? Because, I mean, biblically, they have the power of life and death. Okay. Yeah. A pastor, I heard a pastor speak on this one time, uh, and he was talking about how I've never, he said, obviously, I keep the Ten Commandments. He said, I've never murdered anybody. But he says, I have to pray and ask God. Uh, can you forgive me because he feels like he has he has killed people with his words before okay. they have life and death the things that he said he said though we could say we've never murdered anybody but he said I sure have taken some people out in our words and most of us can always remember something that was said to us negatively but very very often that we forget the, the good things that are said because those negative ones are so powerful. They are. You know the old adage, sticks and stones, right? Breaks my bones. Yeah. But, but words will never hurt me. But I I think that a lot of times we carry around the pain of words that have been spoken <laughs> over us. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, actually, and I know it's the youth camp, uh, Nerd of Godcast. So last night in the skit, that was one of the things we came up with with the, the storyline that we're doing. We wanted to show what would actually hurt these characters because we, we've got some very physically different characters, but we needed one thing that would hurt all of them. So we decided, let's find the the negative words that were spoken to them or spoken over them when they were younger and replay them in their head to show that some of them happened when they were young kids, some of them happened when they were teenagers, some of these negative words that still had effect on them years from now that just the mere Remembrance and the memory of those words would literally stop them in their tracks and hurt them emotionally. And why do words hurt emotionally? Why do they have such sway over us? They take us to. It's almost like they they clear the the neural pathway to the moments of our pain. Hmm. And something that that has has been deeply embedded for so long that that a lot of times we might have even forgotten it. There might be certain trigger words that bring us right back there, mm-hmm. and it can bring all that right to the surface and just dig up some nasty stuff. 
Would you be terrible if trigger word was in fact your trigger word? Oh, that you would even, be really bad. How would you? What would even be the journey to healing there? You couldn't even. <laughs> it'd always be trigger word. <laughs> Words are super powerful, and not just in the negative way, because we all, we've all maybe had things that have been said. I mean, we all you go to school, you have negative bully kids on the playground that they pick on you if you're too tall, they pick on you if you're too short, they pick on you if you're too fat, too thin, uh, too rich, too poor. I mean, there's always going to be something that someone can label you as and say as. But but let's flip that around, and let's talk about the power of the words. I mean, if we say that life and death is in the power of the tongue, well, wh- wh- how do you speak life? Why do we why do we like words so much? I think you, I think you really have to break it down even more. You can jump ahead a little bit because you think you think about even in even in even in the business world. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one critic to say one bad thing about your company or oh, your sure. restaurant, yeah. and it can crush. It can kill you. It can kill your company. Yeah. And in, especially in the day and age we live in, with with social media, Yelp and, it, and different Yelp, things like that. Yeah, there was a. a Guy that, that, that professional makeup artist, and I know my, my daughter follows all of these people. And this guy says, "Your you daughter, know, sure, right?" She did exactly. <laughs> she this guy had mentioned one other company, or, or like gave gave some props to some other makeup company, and another friend of his, this is a friend, got upset and said one word about this guy because she had more followers. Just one word, yeah. one one word. Six like six million people that had followed him. One point two million people dropped it within like six hours. Yeah, from one word, it was huge. So words are words. Words not only hurt emotionally, and we look at it in this in such this put it in such a small box of this bullying. And we're when we're younger, man, it, it goes on. We're, we're it's it's embedded into us. We may stop it when when they're children, but they jump right back into it. So I I have the feeling that sometimes we need to let kids hear certain things. And then, and then comfort them because they're going to hear it no matter what when they become adults. And it's going to get worse. And it gets worse. Well, does it seem like in the age of, of social media that the accountability for our words, because we don't just say things and they sort of disappear, they become more permanent. And, and you, we've seen things like this. James Gunn got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because of something he tweeted like 10 years ago. Uh, and, and we've wow. seen, uh, who was it that stepped down from the hosting the Oscars? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Uh, and, and that was a preemptive thing. Uh, anymore, if somebody says something that's, whether it's it's negative or perceived as negative. Well, even words, I mean, even words, words change. People, so one thing that can be politically correct today can be politically offensive tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and, and, and racist or sexist or you just never know what you're. In fact, we live in a day and age where you you really can't hardly say anything negative uh, without hurting somebody's feelings. So I, I watch I watch a, a, a YouTube. Uh, show I don't know if I'm supposed to mention people's names on here, um, but anyhow, uh, Stephen Stephen Crowder, yeah, that's his name. Stephen Crowder. I watch his show, and this that actually, this actually was brought up about he, he has this he has this part that's, that he talks about where um, you know this this isn't real. Change my mind, right? You know, and it was you know uh, uh, part of it was, had to do with you know freedom of speech, and that that's real. But there was this bullying side of things with. You know, words that, that people say to you, and, and what you, you have to protect that freedom of speech at the same time. You have to protect someone. It was hate speech. Hate speech isn't real, is what it was. And people had to change his mind about hate speech. And, and it, when, when people say horrible things to you, uh, you have to understand that that's coming from the depth of their soul. And 
you know, you can't let it, you can't let it really affect the way you live in the day and age that we live in. We want people to be pampered. We give kids trophies for getting last place. We give kids, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I think the sensitivity that we have, the reason I said all that is to say, we have built up a sensitive uh, people, you know, young people that we've built up to be sensitive. I think that's why things are, are so touchy with words that we say. I was going to make a comment about, well, then let's all switch over to emojis. You know, that's why I use whimsical animated gifts because right. people don't get hurt. But <laughs> but even even symbolism can still have the power of words. When we, we come here, and I pass it every time I drive to where we are, we have our camp in Waimama, um, turn off of, of Interstate 4 onto uh, 75, and there is a, a large, a very large, massive um, Confederate flag that's, that's swinging there. And I, I often wonder, like, I wonder who it is that, that flies that flag. Uh, and, and people are deeply offended by that. And the debate isn't whether or not they're right or wrong, or there's justification, or if it's heritage and not hate. Um, but the idea is that a symbol, words really are just symbols of thoughts of, of feelings I mean we if you you know we, we just strung together a whole bunch of letters and they've just created verbal symbols thank the and for that we can thank the Phoenicians <laughs> I, I was just reading a story I mean I read a story the other day and it reminded me I just pulled it up a 12 year old girl is, is, is being charged because of the emojis that she used she literally only used emojis and they were threatening emojis and she's not like the only one in this case bullying that they feel they feel like well if we use if we use emojis they're, they're not real words so we can say that they're kind of you know that, that's not really what we meant interpretation yeah it's open to ter- interpretation but it goes the same way with 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 words it's the same thing as if you'd like take a pumpkin and you put a knife in it and leave it on someone's doorstep it communicates a message so that's what I was getting at when you words set things in motion when God created the earth it wasn't with his hands first he spoke it and the very tool that he used was a word right. and from that moment it, the word, the earth's been spinning the galaxies have been moving all of it with just words and so that I think that's a picture of if 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 something if the universe can be created by speaking Universes in our worlds can be torn down by speaking also. Interesting. Such a powerful thing that words carry weight and set things in motion. So now God chooses to communicate himself, to reveal himself to us really through a story, through the written word. That's, I mean, he could have just burned the letters in the sky. He could have used an oral tradition. He could uh, just resonate it and, and, you know, through the atmosphere and just put it in all of our hearts. But he's chose to use people to write down stories. Stories are important to us. Uh, we binge Netflix shows and, and we, uh, we're still reading Shakespeare 500 years later. You know, words have weight to us. And that's the way God chooses to communicate. I mean, we, we, we quote the movies that we love. You know, we walk around quoting our favorite Marvel movies or, you know, Doc Holliday from Tombstone, one of my favorites. You know, yeah. uh, quotable movies, quotable TV shows. I mean, office quotes are, are everywhere. If, you know, you look for an opportunity to slide an office quote in there or, a, you know, well-placed, that's what she said. Different things like that. A tasteful, that's what she said. A tasteful, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in, in, in the right context. Uh, but but if God chooses to communicate him, Himself to us through words, what's our responsibility then as ministers, or, or and not just as professional vocational ministers, but as Christians, to use our words to point to God? The scripture says that He is the one thing about God is that God is is love, and if He is love, He is not just asking us to preach the word. And he's not just written word. He is the word. Mm-hmm. 
So when we present love to people, we are literally presenting the word love to them. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tell everybody that we, we strive for perfection every day, and I think that's where we fail. And people are able to beat us down with words because they're saying, you're not perfect, you're not perfect, you're not perfect. But the perfection that we're striving to be, that God that God wants, is for us to strive to be as close to Him, as much like Him as possible. And if we really look at it in such a simple way, the easiest way to be like Him is to just strictly be love. Yeah. Be love to everybody. Show them love when they're not showing you love. When they're talking down to you, you combat you can bat their 15 words against you that are horrible negative words with one with one positive word and it, right. and it diminishes every negative thing that they said to you. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. An answer is is, 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 is in your words and sometimes you don't have to speak an answer. Someone can speak negatively to you and just your silence. Jesus did that when he was being when he was before he was crucified. He didn't say a word. Not one word. In fact in fact he, he, he let it he let it happen. Yep. No, it's true. It's it's true. You know, okay, so like for example, um, I had a uh, um, a minister's job in a different state and was leaving that that going to a, a different state, leaving the state which is another state. And the pastor that I was leaving, I've been youth pastor there for a long time. He got very upset at my transition to another state, took it very personal, and decided to take it out not take it out on me, but not to me to other people. And it absolutely destroyed their their opinion of me, hmm. their opinion of everything I'd done for seven years. Their opinion, but here's what really ended up happening after about six months. What it really did was it destroyed the people that he was talking to. It destroyed their opinion of him yeah. because I never said anything. And in the world of social media, that that's unheard of. You're supposed to fire back. You're supposed to indirect jab. You're supposed to. So when you remain silent, just just as what Justin was saying, when Jesus was persecuted and accused, he just sat there and let it happen. It, it says way more. And the reason being, it's the word and everything. When you look at what the, the Bible tells us about the word, you know, it's good for teaching. It's good for correction. It's good. The word is God breathed. The word is good for rebuke. The word is good for training. When we talk about the weight of the word, everything comes from a word. Everything, creation, the growth in Christ, discipleship, restoration, salvation comes from what does it say? Believe in your mouth or believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Everything comes from the word. I'll, I'll, I don't want to make this too heavy or depressing or anything like that, but a lot of times I'll go out, I'll be in a restaurant and I'll see like an older couple and they'll sit there and they'll eat in silence. They won't speak to each other. They won't. They won't talk to each other. Or, or to flip that, I'll see even a, maybe a young couple, and they sit at their their table, and they're just on their phones, and they're not engaging with each other. Um, <clears throat> I remember those days when you know you, you first start dating somebody, or you know you're first with someone, and you're just on the phone with each other, and you're just always talking and always communicating. No, you hang. No, up. you hang. You go first. <laughs> I love you more. You know, like exactly. And you just want to. You just want to be in that constant communication. You want to hear their words. You want to ask them those questions and learn those things. And I always feel like I don't want to be that old man sitting with my wife and just not have anything to say to her. I feel like that is a symptom of some kind of a disconnect. That's a symptom of taking someone for granted. And I'm not judging people that do that. But I feel like it's symptomatic that somewhere along the way, I felt like there was nothing more you had to say that I wanted to hear or nothing more I had to say you know, or vice versa. And, and I don't want that to be what my relationship with God looks like. I don't want to be where I can just sit in the room with God in silence and just be satisfied with that. Like, really, I've heard everything you have to say. I know all your stories. 
I know how your day went, and I'm just kind of, you know, can can I just eat in silence? There's a lot. There's a lot of truth in that. However, as someone who's been married now for over 17 years, there are times when we will go, and, and even if it's not with our phones, we'll go, and the conversation will be minimal. But we've had instances like that in the presence of other mutual friends of ours mm-hmm. that we have had entire conversations, Lindsay and I, without saying a complete word. And and the, the third party was like, you guys just... You just, you just communicated. You had a whole conversation. Didn't you? you didn't say anything. What's like, that yeah. called? Is that called interfacing? What is that called? There's a word for that. <laughs> Interface. It's, it's, it's just knowing we Three know each off. other well enough that that we spent so much time together that I can anticipate what she's thinking on a certain level, and and I believe that it can be like that with God as well. That yes, we want to dig into His Word and read it, like I said a second ago, because we want that to transform us. But we also need to listen because He knows us better than we know ourselves. And as we begin to get into that place. Of relationship with him, we can feel and know him, and so the words become almost ju- just our hearts connecting because we're drawn nigh to him, he's drawn nigh to us, and and there's there's uh, uh, it, it's I, I don't like to use the word innate, but it's almost like that. It's it's that it's that just that that drawing from each other. Hmm. Now you know you you talk about sitting there listening to God, and I think that's what makes a difference between Christianity and your standard run of the mill religions. That we don't have an ancient religious text that we value and that we read and that we study and that we try our best to apply, which I, I think is standard across the board with your mainstream religions. We have a God that is still using His words; He's still speaking to us. Um, not not with Scripture. I mean, we believe that the Word of God is inspired and complete, but uh, but speaks to us in a different way, in a spiritual way, in an intimate way, um, how does that maybe define a little bit of how we see ourselves or how we relate to him? Okay, no, I'm going to speak to, to uh, my gamers out there that are listening. Um, the other day I tried to play the PlayStation on my TV. I turned the TV on and I turned the PlayStation on and I'm not getting anything. I'm like, I know there's something going on. PlayStation is on, TV is black. And I'm just trying to hit the buttons and the roads. My son goes up and goes, Dad, you got to hit the input button on the TV. And I was like, of course you do. It wasn't that one wasn't working, nor was the one. They were both sending that frequency or signal, but I had to get it on the same page, the same channel, I guess you would say. Sure. I don't know what you call that. I think it, like, a lot same of times we're like... The same input. The same input, that's what I mean. It's called interfacing. Interfacing. <laughs> Apple Facing. bottom jeans, boots with the spurs. I think the same way. You could look at it like at the old rabbit ears on a television. You weren't seeing anything until you adjusted it and got the right frequency. It wasn't that the signal wasn't there. Wasn't that the signal? It's like we're like God's not speaking. It's like no, I don't. I don't think that's it. And I don't think that you're not listening. I think there's somewhere there needs to be an alignment problem. There's an alignment issue, and I think it's when both uh, both you and God are in uh, are in the same. Well, what am I trying to say? Channel? I don't know. Input. 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 Yeah. When you vote <clears throat> input, you're going to hear God and, and you're going to feel that connection. When you look at, if you look at Genesis, because you mentioned this earlier, this is what I was thinking about. It was verse, you start with verse 2, and it was, and it's, and God said, and then this happened, and God said, and this happened, and God said. But prior to all this, it says, it starts off so dreary. It's darkness covers the face of the deep. Yeah. Yeah. The firmament. And it's like this chaotic, crazy place. And I think that that's where we are with people sometimes. We're individuals that God puts puts together and expected with these different personalities. Like Tony and I are very different people. But Tony's one of my closest friends. 
but we have we have such different personalities, and, and and as much as we're different in our in our in our the things that we like, we have a lot of similarities, and and it wasn't until we started talking and having conversations that that I didn't realize how man. I could sit and listen to Tony talk all day long, that, that, that radio voice. And he says, well, I could sit and listen to his stories. You know what I'm saying? It's words. So in between the chaos, you got to remember that there was creation and there, and, and, there, and there was order and there was a pattern. And it wasn't from verse 2 to like verse 22. There was order, 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 creation, creation, words, 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 and then all of a sudden blessing. Wow. The word blessing hits, but it doesn't hit till verse 22 and, and even like you, you know in politics man you can't you can't get things over with and done in one meeting things things are going to clash people don't understand each other countries don't understand each other men and women get married they don't understand each other they think they do they think they're in love at the moment there might be infatuation they get married they realize now I spend the rest of my life with this person I don't know them that well they don't know me I'm selfish I'm going to make it my way they're going to make it their way and there's chaos 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 but then in the process, you have to realize that it doesn't jump. When I counsel people, it doesn't jump from from verse two to twenty-two instantly. We wanted to. We wanted to go verse two, pull these pages, pull these this this these verses out, and let's just get better. No, man, you got to learn to know each other. And the only way to learn to, to, to get to know each other is by communication yeah. and talking, and then listening. Because words, listen, this is profound. Words aren't just important to say. They're also important to hear. Mm. You have to be able to listen to what someone's saying in order to be able to understand how to respond to that with your words. In order to see what they see. In order to see what they see. And to feel what they feel. <clears throat> and to feel what they feel. That's oh. Boom. Boom. What a, what a, a spirit bomb, bomb drop. Mark sp- Williams hit me just now. My gosh. And I know he's listening right now. Hey, Pastor. Well, I think everybody just got their next uh, sermon series from, from Justin. <laughs> <laughs> blessing, blessing comes in verse twenty-two. That was, that, was a, that was the last milligram of Adderall I had. Yeah. <laughs> just, just spit out of my brain. It was good. Yeah. I, I think that, like, we, I don't know, we talked a lot about negative, like the negativity of words on social media. But in that same way, like, words are so powerful as words of affirmation and love. And like, there are people out there who haven't heard anybody say I love you to them and when they finally do hear that it's like a whole it's like a whole new situation for them it can change their life one of the things that I, I always try to do if I'm out in a restaurant and I feel like somebody like a server's done a really good job I will call the manager or I'll ask for the manager and you can always see them like they're coming like braced for impact you know they're gonna oh here we go mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like no no I just want to say Excellent service deserves to be recognized. I know people only ever talk to you when they're complaining or they want something for free. I just want to say that Becky was tremendous. Uh, the, the restaurant is slammed. She's working really, really hard. I felt amazingly taken care of. She stayed positive and buoyant. And if this was my only opportunity to judge your restaurant was based on her service, uh, I would definitely come back here again. Because I don't think people get to hear good things about themselves. And I think as a Christian, we should be generous with the grace that we, we speak with. You know, we should be generous with that. We should find, you know, whatever's good, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable. You know, we should be yeah. thinking on these things, and as we think on them, so we should, we should speak. If yeah. someone it, it looks nice today, give them a compliment, because you're exactly right, Neff. People are so used to hearing criticism that sometimes they don't even know how to take a compliment, you know? That's like, true. you say something, they're, like, waiting for that, uh-huh, but, you know, they're waiting for something like that. And, and, and even more deep, like, deeper than that, like, when you think about those people who haven't heard the words like I love you and you think about when their first experience with a Christian like how it should be like when you teach them or you tell them about Jesus 
and the love that he brings. And in the same way, when we read the Bible for the first time, and we read the story of Jesus, and we read about his love and his sacrifice, that's words to us of affirmation of God's No love. joke. This week, I had a girl in, in the altar. She came up and said, I've never heard my parents say the words, I love you. Wow. And that was huge to her. And so she's been, obviously, got a heavy heart. And that scripture that says, an anxious heart weighs a man down, but one good word cheers him up. Wow. That's real. Like, that's, we lift people up with one word. But here's what and you that's guys, a challenge. Here's what you got to think about, too, man. We get some words. My wife said this since we've been married. She said it from day one. She said, one thing that you got to understand about me, one good thing that my parents taught me is that actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you say you love someone, it's it's believable. It's believable based on your actions. Your words mean nothing mm. if there is an action behind it. Right. You know, even with Jesus, every time Jesus raised someone from the dead or healed someone, there were always words, powerful words before them. Lazarus, come forth. Mm. You know, I don't. Th- I think that he, he. There was a statement made. There. He could have just. He could have just stood there, yeah. and and waited for him to come out. But there were word. There were words there. You know, it was action. It was a calling to him. There's a, the power of life and death. Are in the tongue. Well, and the power of the words there, you know, just to throw a little preacher thing in here. I just did that. He, he called Lazarus' name because if he would have just said, come forth, people would have been popping out of graves all over <laughs> There's power in that That's word. True. Come on, somebody. That's well, the truth. Think about it. And I'll, like, if everybody went around the table right now, there is at least been one positive thing spoken to you that you will remember for the rest of your life. Okay, so I was at McDonald's a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a late night. We were going to help somebody that was, they were at a crappy hotel and they had no money and they just called and asked for help. So we were bringing them some food. So stopped at McDonald's. Uh, it was me and, and one of my youth leaders was with me because she was the one that got the call and I didn't want her to go down to this shady hotel um, in the ghetto of Orlando uh, by herself. OBT. So we, OBT. So we stopped to get her some food at the drive-thru window and the woman went to hand me my sack of McChickens and pies and she just did a double take and she said, you have perfect eyes. I'm sorry, I don't mean to disrespect your wife, which I thought was also hilarious, because Sonny's like 20, you know, so it was like, this is funny, but I was just, dude, I'm still talking about that, I'm like, I have perfect eyes, y'all, just so you know, Yes. I need you. For those of you that can't see them, they're very, they're they're like crystals. I do see what you see, and I feel what you feel, also. His head is a perfect... A- apple shape with the, with the almost like a boot with a fur. Okay, <laughs> the gleam is almost like a spur, though. A spur. I, I know that it's silly, right? But that's the last place there. that you expect to have someone say something nice about you is in the McDonald's drive-through on Orange Blossom Trail in the you middle of the it. night, right? Well, you'd be yeah. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of words, I think the, the reality is, is most of the time when these podcasts are over during camp, Lloyd leaves here. With such a heavy heart for all the words that we say about him and against him the whole time we're here. Well, I don't think anybody said anything cross against Lloyd this time. Except just now. Well, no, he's only youth boy. His now. awkward story. To. Oh, that's true. That's, that's true. Lloyd's, arri- Lloyd has arrived. That's Lloyd's word. Arrived. Well, we're, uh, we, we've come to the end of our little journey here. Does anybody have any last uh, final thoughts about the words that we use, the words that, that empower us or... That yes. we use to empower others, go for it. Yes, I just want to encourage everybody to choose one person that you're going to lift up today, uh, wherever you're at. Uh, use that scripture: um, "An anxious heart weighs a man down; one good word cheers him up." Go lift somebody up. Awesome. And I want to, I want to say, if somebody has said something positive over you or to you, the best thing you can possibly do is write it down, either on your phone or in a notebook or something. Write it down and keep it because there's going to come a moment and come a time where you're going to have to 
go back and recall that and be able mm-hmm. to do that because there will be negative words spoken over you at some point. And the greatest way you could combat what the enemy is trying to do to you is to go back and look at the word of truth that's been spoken over you. And the only person that can stop those words from being effective in your life is you. When they say something positive, you have to open the door, make yourself vulnerable, and accept those words. You, you're the one that 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 agreement. That, that st- agreement. Be in agreement with that. Except receive it. Believe it. Believe that you are beautiful. Believe that you have perfect eyes. Perfect eyes. They are perfect. You know. They are. <laughs> so so you have to, you have to be able to believe these things. And I think that sometimes you know, especially in the culture to which we're speaking, in in nerd culture, and I don't mean to generalize, but we've got comic cons. We hang out from the game shops to the comic shops, uh, and and we we see. That there's a certain type of people, maybe an introverted people or an insecure group of people, that that sort of socially awkward group of people that maybe feel like I don't, I'm not cool like this guy, or I don't have what this person has, or I don't have, um, you know, this amount of style, or or I don't have the pretty girl, or I don't have all of the other things, I don't have a whole lot of friends, I feel lonely sometimes, and it becomes easy to sort of cycle that negativity around and look at all the things that you don't have and and measure yourself by what you're not. Um, you know, hey, we have a podcast, and we really wish we had a million downloads, but we don't, so we're not very good. And 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 you become sort of the spin cycle of your own demise there by by cycling these negative. It's not even that you need the help from people outside. Sometimes we begin to be a factory of our own funk. Um, so watch the words that you use about yourself. Yeah. Uh, you are God's creation. So don't talk trash about what God paid for with his life. Um, if that's your value, then then please don't put yourself down. Um, there's enough people in this world that will insult you and, and not see the good things in you. I promise you, they don't need any help from you. So don't, don't believe uh, your own shortcomings about yourself. Don't believe your own uh, misgivings about how valuable and wonderful you are because you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that is... God's word. And that means that's the bottom line. Boom. Because Jesus Christ said so. Boom. That's it. Wow. Be careful what words you give power. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's good. Well, uh, real quick, we're going to head out of here. We're going to say goodnight to everybody. It is now the middle of the night, and and we've had a great run. But before we go, I want to ask you guys one last question, or one question interview tonight. Uh, We're going to start with Lindsay and work our way around. Just tell us what your favorite word is. Is if you ever watch like Inside the Actor Studio, he always asks them, "What's your favorite swear word?" Um, <laughs> Pastor Justin uh, in in our skit. Um, can, can I can I tell that story? Yeah, I wish you would. It's my one of my favorite stories of, of camp ever. Uh, so Lloyd, just in a nutshell, Pastor Lloyd, uh, he he does he writes the dramas for for the week. It's a huge production. If you've never seen it, you need to come to Florida Youth Camp. Uh, <laughs> so Christian Tony's son is, is is in the is in the drama. Uh, probably one of the best actors that we've ever had. He's like a cross between Hurley from Lost and Dustin from Stranger Things. Yes. Yes. He's like the most lovable character that's ever been written. And Groot. And Groot. Just for his height. Yeah, just because the height. So so anyway, anyhow, he has this line. uh, Last last night, his character actually died off. um, And... I had a hard time with that. Maybe was that last, was that last I, night? I teared up. I actually, yeah. I actually had tears in my eyes. Like I had to walk around. Like I'm not crying. Felt You're like crying. a walking dead. Spoiler alert! Anyhow, um, so he dies off. Lloyd's having rehearsal with him, and he. 
falls to his knees. He's like in this. It, it, you have to see it. But yeah, he's supposed to fall off into this lagoon, and he he falls to his knees because there's this little sandbag. It's like this this stunt thing that they're doing. He falls to his knees. People on the other side of the 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 like the the, the platform can't see him. He falls to his knees. He says his lines first. Falls to his knees and he rolls over. Well, as he rolls over, Lloyd says, "Okay, now say your lines." And then he falls to his knees and then you, and then you fall over and nobody can see you. So he says his lines. Falls to his knees. As soon as he falls over, I said instantly, "I said now say your favorite swear word." And he yells out, "What did he yell out again?" Christian, Christian what did you yell out? Son of a motherless goat! <laughs> <laughs> and everybody lost it. I've been talking about it ever since. So that's one of my favorite moments. So we we know Christian's favorite swear word. Uh, and for safety's sake, let's let's avoid the swear word part of it. Uh, but let's talk about. I can't tell, son of a which which one of those words is no, the swear word? The yeah, goat, a motherless probably goat. motherless yeah, goat. Because yeah, okay. all goats have moms. Yeah, all, all goats have moms. What came first, the mom or the goat? So so let's just do your favorite word real quick. <laughs> Move it around the circle. First word that comes to your mind. Your favorite word, Lindsay. Guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> Isn't it fun to say? It is fun to say and fun to eat. Rodney. Disney. Disney. <laughs> nice. Good Justin. My favorite word is obey. Obey. Because it's it sounds like pig Latin. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? Say it enough. What it would like obey pig be pig Latin for? Bow? Or obey. It's the bow. Way. It wouldn't yeah, be bow. Be bow. Obey. Yeah. Is that the way that Forrest Gump starts? Obey one can obey. Yeah. <laughs> obey no. My favorite word is hoopla. I use it all the time. I say the hoopla. You can literally say it, and it means I'm like, I got the hooping hoopla and hoopla it. Like it's like What's it's the, an action. It's a verb. It's, it's an a adjective. verb. It's a noun. It's just hoopla. What's the new word we learned though from from Hannah? What, what's that phrase? The, the oh, oh, for funny. Oh, for, fu- oh, for funny. Oh, for funny. Oh, for yeah. funny. It's a North Dakota thing she People said. in North Dakota right now, baby, listening, they're going to freak out. Oh, she for just said funny. That. That's oh, right. For funny. Shout out to Ben Knight, my favorite <laughs> Christian rapper <laughs> from North Dakota. Funny. There you are. Oh, for, oh, for funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's <laughs> Neff's that. score when he makes jokes. He's, oh. he's oh, for funny. Uh, Lloyd, what's your favorite word? And it's only because I always I have to laugh after I say I don't know why, but scoliosis. Scoliosis. Oh my God! Why does that bring you out? Oh, dude. Shut up! Has scoliosis. I have scoliosis. Help me! I'd be three inches taller if I didn't have scoliosis. I have it bad in the low, but I'm just for some reason it's just the way it's like it's the same way like rolling. Did you just compare everybody with scoliosis to a roly poly? Yeah, so when like, you go to the chiropractor, you're like, I have a little bit of scoliosis. And he's I, like, I, Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's, I, it's weird. Not funny, Lloyd. It is funny. Serious medical condition. Neff, what's your favorite word? I like fantastic. Fantastic. I use it all the time. Like when somebody asks me how you I'm like, Fantastic. I'm fantastic. How you doing? You're fantastic. This is this kind of sound like two words in one. Yeah, it's like fantastic. It's not even. A, you put a little <laughs> syllables. It's just two words. Put a little neff in it. Rub a little neff on it. Fantastic. Rub a little neff on it. Fantastic. Dry heaving in the middle of the word. My favorite, a bunch of. I, he just hoopla the hoop. Tony, what's your favorite word? <laughs> my favorite word, and I, I love any word like guacamole. I think that that G and B are the funniest letters. Anytime you can throw a B and a G in a thing like like biggity biggity bubby baby biggy buggy, you know, like the. So, but I like gubernatorial. Gubernatorial is a great uh, word to say. Is that an actual word? It is. 
Anytime I watch like po- like political news, it, and, and a close second behind gubernatorial is ombudsman. Yes, that's such a what weird about word. Your, what Wait. about your boat? What about scrumptiouslessent? That's not a word, but I oh. love it. <laughs> what was that last one you said, Tony? Over overgrouping view. Overgrouping view. Oh. Gobstopper. <laughs> Farford Nugent. Uh, we did ask a couple people. <laughs> There was, not a, there was not a G or a B in that. Could you imagine a scallywag? There's a G. Could you imagine a, sc- a scallywag with scoliosis? Yeah. <laughs> He's a scoliosing scallywag. Scabbywag. We asked, we asked some of our Nerd of God squad on Facebook what some of their favorite words were. Here's some of the submissions. Becky Salter said intentionality. Milton Pate said guffaw. Chandler Harper mentioned koinonia. Uh, Ryan Felton said that his favorite word might actually be taco. Oh, I could oh, be, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. With guacamole. Oh, with guacamole. With, if you could have it with a governor, it would be a gubernatorial guacamole taco. Chris, Chris Horton said obsequious, which is a great one to say. Taking DeLong likes the word evidently because she can use it so sarcastically. Joanne Monroe said discombobulated. See, there's the B sound. Yeah. Uh, Blake Ricard said superfluity. Cassie Ricard threw in plethora. Zach Shinholder said balance. Andrew Short said nostalgia. Stephen Salisbury, oh, we miss Steve O, said flabbergasted. Joshua Chalk said jiggery pokery? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is jiggery that? pokery? It's a wizard's way. It's. <laughs> Eric Remley likes the word purple, which is a fun word. Say purple. 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 Pretty purple. Purple and obey belong in the same book. Obey. Purple obey. Uh, erroneous, Yasmin Cruz, and uh, finally Howard Salter likes the word etymology. Wait, what's Chewbacca's favorite word? That's good. That was a good chewing. Thanks. Uh, well, I don't think we're going to be able to top that, so uh, on that... Wookie fantastic. Wookie's a good word. <laughs> Wookie! Wookie me! I did it for the Wookie. I like that. <laughs> nice. Another, <laughs> another awkward story by now. There it is. <laughs> oh. For the Nerd of Godcast, that is all the time we have for tonight. I uh, just want to say thank you guys for enduring our uh, annual youth camp episode. Uh, for the Nerd of Godcast, Quentin Gregory Neff. Goodbye. Lloyd by God Smith. See ya. <laughs> Adam Baird. <laughs> Justin Stewart. Deuces. PJ. The Cannons, Rodney and Lindsay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Old man cannon. And I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't gotta go home. But you can't stay here. Gubernatorial. <laughs> <laughs>
30 feet from the water. It's just, all it is is a bridge that goes over a small body of water. And uh, we would jump off into the deep end and, and you know, the, it rained really hard. Actually, for a while, we couldn't jump in it because it was got really low, dry, and then when it rained really hard at one point, got high enough, we would walk down this train track, we would strip down to our underpants, and we'd jump in this water. Well, this particular day, we were jumping off probably the high point, and, you know, my friend after friend after friend would jump in, and, and if you pointed your toes, and you straightened your body out enough, you could, you could almost touch the bottom. Well, I had done that this particular day, it was about 30 feet in the air, and I jumped at the high point, went all the way down to the bottom, but when I hit the bottom, I hit hard. In fact, my legs went straight through, through the mud, all the way up to my waist. It was almost like I fell through something. Oh, no. I could feel sticks rubbing up against my legs, and I was like, what in the world am I in? I'm holding my breath. I can't get out. I, I feel like I'm about to drown. <clears throat> Finally, I smushed my way out, and I feel like I'm grabbing onto, like, thick grass underneath. It was just the weirdest feeling ever. Finally, I, I weasel my way out. The water's all murky now. It was crystal clear before. All murky. I swim all the way to the top. I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm gasping for breath and I'm about to breathe my tongue in my lungs. That's how much I'm trying to breathe in. I get all the way to the top, and if you know anything about train tracks, they have these big, thick rocks that go up next to the, to the tracks. Well, these were going all the way down to the water's edge. I got out, and I was so exhausted in taking my deep breaths that I, I was climbing up those rocks, like grabbing them one by one. Finally, I get up, and all my friends are looking at me and like kind of backing up like they were wondering what was wrong with me. So I looked down and I, sm I smelled this horrendous smell and I was covered from like my uh, like almost underneath my chest down in this green ooze. Green ooze? Green oozy looking garbage. I could touch I felt it in my hands and it was it was like sticky and slime. string of slime. I was wondering what it was. I'm starting to gag. I have a horrible like gag <laughs> reflex. I have like weak stomach I go back to the water to wash it off, and it's there's this this like oily film all over the top of the water, green. About maybe three minutes later, we're talking. I'm trying to rinse it off of me. I'm taking grass from the ground and rubbing it off my legs. I mean, it's all over me. I, I, in fact, I lost my underpants in the water. One oh. thing I did not tell people at at camp that year. So they grabbed my pants for me, towels that we brought. About three minutes, four maybe five minutes later, we see something like bubbling up and rise to the top. All of a sudden we see this rise to the top and we can see this rib cage come out of the ground, no, out of the water, and it was a dead, bloated cow. Shut up. Kid you not. That had, when the water had went down, he had climbed underneath the fence to get to the water from the farmer's field that was right next to it and got in the water, got stuck in the mud, died because it was in the middle of nowhere, died in that pond. This is what I'm assuming. I didn't watch this happen died in the pond, got stuck in the pond, and then it rained and covered him in all the soot and mess, and he bloated up underneath that water, and I just happened to jump and land right smack in the middle of this thing. In the middle of a In the middle of a dead, rotten cow. cow. That's Golly, the truth. I have that's disgusting. seven <laughs> witnesses that watched that happen. And that is the answer to the question, where's the beef? <laughs> where's the beef? <laughs> it was green, green eggs and Your ham. Chicken. It was green, green beef and Justin is what it was. It was disgusting. Gross. 